Hello, and welcome to another Video Mana podcast. I'm Pastor Jeff Glenn, and it's my pleasure to take you through the Word each week. This week, we find ourselves in Genesis chapter 22. And each week, I encourage you to read the chapter prior to watching this. And this week, I would encourage you to read it a couple of times. It's so worth it. This, this chapter is so rich. It's, it's full of drama and suspense and promise. And so that's what we'll bring out today. Hopefully, we'll see promise. And so chapter 22 opens with God testing Abraham. And it reads, Genesis chapter 22, verse 1. Now it came to pass after all these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And Abraham said, here am I. So this word tested, translated uh, in the ancient word that's translated tested, can also mean tempted. But we know that God doesn't tempt anyone. And so we see that, that the word translated testing is accurate. But it can also have alternate meanings as most words do, meaning to try or to assay, which, which means to prove. And so in, when gold is heated up, um, the impurities rise to the surface and so that they can be um, taken away. And what remains then is the pure gold. And in fact, the, the purest gold is measured at 0.999. And so that's that's very pure, but it means that it's been through this process enough times that it's very pure. And so this process of heating up so the impurities can leave. Um, we see that God asks Abraham to offer Isaac as a burnt offering for him. And it's in this that we see God um, testing or assessing um, Abraham's faith is really what he's testing here. And so it's in these refining moments when the heat is turned up that our faith is further refined. And it certainly was for Abraham. So we know that he'd already left Ur of the Chaldees and he trusted in God's promise um, as he did so. And then he further trusted in God's promise for a son, which now that he has, he's being asked to sacrifice him. And Hebrews 11 17 through 19 gives us some insight into this moment of, of faith testing for Abraham. And it says, By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promise offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called, concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, which he also received him in a figurative sense. So follow here what, what the writer of Hebrews is telling us is that Abraham's faith was that Isaac was the son of promise in which whom the seed that would bring forth this nations that would uh, outnumber the stars, right? That promise was in Isaac. And, and even if he did sacrifice him, Abraham supposed that, the, that God would raise him from the dead. And so this is interesting because none of that had happened yet, right? We see some of that in, uh, throughout the Bible after this, but this is the first time we see kind of a mention of, of that kind of a thing happening. So it wasn't like Abraham had a point of reference. Um, he was just supposing in himself that if God was going to ask me to sacrifice my son, the only way for him to fulfill the promise he's already made would be to raise him back up again and fulfill his promise. And so... Um, this explains why, this to me, why Abraham's immediate response after God called him was to say, here, here am I. 
And we see that the text calls um, Abraham, um, calls Isaac Abraham's only son. But, but what, about, what about Ishmael, right? Well, Ishmael had been sent away um, with his um, own promise and with his own provision. While Isaac was the son of promise as part of God's provision to fulfill his promises. And so Isaac would be the one who would fulfill God's promise. That's how they would come about was through Isaac. And so um, we see that Abraham's response was to get up, get packed, and to get going. And I think that's a great bit of advice for us, especially when we know when, when God wants us to do something, right? So imagine that Abraham could have spent uh, some time in his tent kind of worrying and hand-wringing over the three days journey and, and God's ambiguity in this command because he said, just go to the land of Moriah and then I'll show you the mountain. So Abraham could have been fretting over that kind of ambiguity and what that may lie in that ambiguity as far as threats along the road or how much food they need to bring or do I need to bring my formal sandals, whatever those things that might go through your mind, um, they were certainly didn't go through Abraham's. He got up, he got packed, and he got going. So should we. Um, we can spend a lot of time worrying about stuff that never happens while we neglect what we know God has called us to do. And so in this, we see Abraham's faith on display when he tells his helpers that they would return as he and Isaac walk up the mountain um, with a bundle of wood strapped to Isaac's back. And so this is when Isaac asks about the whereabouts of the lamb. And, it's, and I think it's actually okay to assume by now Isaac was kind of getting wise to what the plan was, you know, just through deductive reasoning, because that's what he's asking. He's saying, well, we have the fire and we have the wood. What about the lamb? And knowing that he's being led up the hill by his father. So it's pretty reasonable that we can assume that Isaac by this time was getting wise. But then Abraham responds with, God himself will provide the lamb. So this is a prophetic statement that would take thousands of years to be fulfilled on the cross and, and the ram in the thicket that was provided in that moment that spared Isaac's life was only a foreshadowing um, of Calvary, which this ram as a substitute for Isaac's death showing God's mercy, not only for Abraham and Isaac, but also for all of mankind in, in this picture of we need a substitutionary um, sacrifice for our sin. We are unable to sacrifice ourselves for our sin and be made right with God. And so in, in the Gospel of John, we see that, that John saw the fulfillment of God's promises when he saw Jesus and he exclaimed, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And so that's the crux of the matter here that we see on Mount Moriah with, with Isaac and, and Abraham and the thicket and the ram and all the rest, that we need this substitution for our sin uh, because we can't do it for ourselves. And so we could obviously spend a bunch more time packing all the cool little nuggets out of Genesis 22, but for our time today, I hope it's encouraging for you to know that, that the faith that God works into us, that he's going to work that out of us. And, and we call that testing, right? It's this refining, making that faith more pure. And so, um, so this, this proving of our faith in him and that his promises are as sure 
as that they've already taken place, right? So that's the other nugget that we need to take out of this too. And so we don't need to fret over how we're going to do what God has called us to do. And we're not going to wonder about that, but we are going to lean into what we do know that God wants us to do. And we're called to, to love God and to love others. And while beyond that, we each might have our own special calling, which I believe that we do, um, that's one that we get to live out day by day while relying on Him. And so we rely on Him and His power um, and timing to accomplish His will in us. And so until next time, stay in the Word and stay encouraged.